What's good? It's your boy AC. Welcome to the After Five podcast where we discuss just about anything we want to from rap culture to politics to sports. If you rock with the guys at After Five, I need you to do one thing. I need you to pause. I need you to take a deep breath. And then I need you to share this episode with not one, not two. I need you to share with five friends right now. Let them know about your favorite podcast, the After Five Pod. I'm not going to hold you any longer. Let's get it. Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Yeah. Uh, I'm on this road, and I'm not sure where my heart is headed. If you left me now, I know I'll far regret it Told you once, tell you twice that I'm indebted <laughs> But I can't waste no time, you know my time is precious Hey, hit up Eliante for that diamond necklace Hey, tell me you don't need shit, girl, and I respect it I'm on the road, too much, shit kinda hectic <laughs> Telling you what's on my mind, don't use my thoughts as leverage Hey, I've been traveling around these crossroads Gotta compromise Have y'all been, uh... Have y'all been keeping up with this uh, Mike Todd situation? <laughs> Dog, nah, <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> I, I haven't can, been keeping can up I tell at you, all. Can I tell you when I saw when I you know saw the clip and I pressed play on the clip and he began speaking and when I heard when on God this on my life when I heard this man hawk up, Bruh. Saliva. I press pause. I'm like, I can't. There's no. It's no way. Exactly, I'm gonna finish this video. That's exactly what happened to me. There because, is no way. So you knew what was coming beforehand, though, Alex. Like you, like no. I didn't, oh, I didn't know. I had no idea. So, I had so no I. Had, it was like the caption was like, "This nigga crazy." So I no, no, see. I had heard what happened by the time I actually like saw the video, and then once I saw the amount of spit, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not watching this, bro." And I just turned it off after that. I'm like, "I'm not watching this, bro." And then, like, as yeah. it, as he, I saw him do that, somebody was like, it's going to be, like, dripping from his face. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I can't watch that, bro. I can't watch no, that man. shit. Jesus said, you good, brother? <sighs> now watch. He can't see. But he can hear. And this is the moment where many of us are in. Is that God is doing something and we hear him. Changing. We hear him even in your prayer. And in this time, he's changing something and you don't see it clearly yet. But you hear... (laughs) And this is where most people would not face Jesus anymore. All I had to do was hear that shit. And I was like, nope. Because I know what's coming and I know that it's completely out of line. And, you know, it's just certain things about. I mean, I don't I I've never seen that before. So I ain't going to even attribute that to to like the whole church. <laughs> like family, but that was just wild, bro. That that was, that was some internet is, shit, bro. That wasn't no church shit, bro. Yeah, and right. See, it was like a skit. 
you know what, Alex? I don't know if you remember, but we had a very uh, volatile conversation, I guess you would say, as far as like how a lot of people feel. Um, regarding Mike Todd, I think Chris was, was the guest, and I remember basically being back into a corner. <laughs> like we talked about earlier, and I was like, you know what? I recognize that maybe this nigga is for people on a certain journey, and you know what? That's their journey, and he's just not for me. Hmm. But when I saw this, right, it just took me back to my whole point with this nigga. Like, this nigga does not be scripture-based all the way. It's like, you know when you do a group project and your responsibility is to do the research and you do just enough research to give it to somebody else and then they got to do what they got to do. Like, you don't really do the research. You just That's what this nigga do to scripture. And then... Niggas be walking around looking like he crazy when he tries to actualize this shit. And you just look at it like, bruh, what what would make you in your right mind say, I am going to hawk a loogie? Like, not even spit. I'm talking about phlegm. Like, not like, <laughs> just for dramatic effect. My nigga, like, Blake, off wham, the, like cl- the clip that I saw, like, off wham, <laughs> he was preparing like, <laughs> and Why? Uh, like, bro, what is what is the intent, bro? Like, what are we trying to, bro? Come on, dog. Like, nah, dog. This is this is clearly for show. That shit because so what you even, nasty. like, what you're even trying to give to the people, like, the point you're trying to make is not gonna resonate. Cause they not like. First of all, you missing one key ingredient here. Like. Jesus didn't just take spit and was like, yeah, I'm finna take this spit and make something shake with it. No, there was mud. <laughs> there was dirt involved. Like, my man's just hocked a loogie and, and put it on somebody else's face and was like, yeah, we created in the in the image. <laughs> like, nah, oh, that- dog. Like, I can't, you know, when... when <laughs> When they ask Kirk Franklin, is is gospel music going too far? We need to start asking, like, are these <laughs> are these preachers, these new preachers, are they going too far? Bro, we just Americanize everything. That's really what it is, bro. Because ain't nobody else doing this. Ain't nobody else doing nothing this ridiculous, bro. They not. We just don't take nothing serious in America. We just be doing shit. And that's exactly what them niggas is doing, bro. Just doing shit. Like, just... Bro, people... Kanye Kanye deadass is like, I'm a gospel artist. Like, he believes that. His dates with Julia Fox look like porn ads. Like, like these... Like, bro, the people we be just letting be, like, some of the biggest spiritual leaders in America. They just be people that's like, bro, your lifestyle in no way... Um, follows the same we're progressive we're progressive people now apparently blake and it's just like bro i get that i get that i know i couldn't do it but i'm also not gonna go and try and like become a spiritual leader and say follow me on your spiritual journey like i know i'm not capable of being um a hundred percent of what i should be spiritually i know that that's something i'm working on but i'm not and i'm not gonna go and tell people like yeah i'm that i'm close 
I'm not close. I'm not close. I don't need to be leading nobody. If you want to be viral, like that's not that's not what you're supposed to be doing, bro. Like that's not the goal. Like that's bro. That's crazy to me. Do you feel like that's an Americanized thing, or do you feel like that is a sign of the times? I think of the times would be like you have to have. I think it, like. I don't remember the woman's name. She's like a conservative woman. And she was like involved in the politics last election. I can't even remember how, but she performs a lot and it's very engaging. And I feel that, but I think there's a difference from like being modernized and, 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 and being more uh, palatable. And then like, we, we just not even talking about the Bible at a church. Like, we barely talking about the, like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know. I feel a way. I, I feel a way about a pastor that looks like he has a wardrobe budget for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why do you have one of the Travis Scott's? Like, what are we doing here, bro? Like, this is crazy to me. This I mean, is crazy. Bro, he want to be, fre- be fresh just like you, bro. Bro. Like, why? So he a pastor, he can't be fresh? Bro, you don't think that's OD? I mean, I don't know, bro. No, like, no, no. So, so here's the thing: if a pastor's like, I just am a sneakerhead, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're like mm-hmm. that's happened. But they, I'm talking about like a whole like network of like pastors, and they all look like they got, you know, like fashion, like like wardrobe budgets. That ain't crazy, and it'd be like streetwear. I mean, it's not traditional. I just don't think it's crazy. I just, I just look at it as non traditional. Like, it's non-traditional, but, you know, as pastors become younger, I just find them to be in, in into some of the stuff that we're in, and if it ain't something that's, you know, like against the word, then I don't know. I don't really see uh, – I see it as, you know, from from the first time you look at it, it may seem strange because you're not used to it, but I don't really see it as, like, a, a big negative, personally. I'll defer and even for say – pastors to dress good. I'll defer and even say I'm wrong there because I don't have a specific reason. Like you said, it just feels foreign to me. It just feels like – why does this pastor have on six hundred dollars tennis shoes? But I mean, maybe it's just maybe it's just different. Maybe it's just new. Hey, he got it. I mean, I know some people just have pastors. I mean, they have problem with pastors just having a lot of money in general. So anything that's just kind of showing money or wealth, or like gluttony. you know, they don't like that, right? You know, they just don't like the idea of that. Um, and then there's this idea of you know, should pastors ever be paid like a large amount? You know what I mean? A lot of people are just against that. In general, uh, but for every church that grows, you know, I mean, pastors have salaries. Now, I, I can't say my mind is made up on how I feel about that. You know how I feel about, you know, these pastors just being multimillionaires. Um, but, you know, at, at the same time, the church is a business. At the end of the day, it is a business like, you know, the people who work for the church, they get paid either hourly or salaried. You know what I mean? And, and most of the time, I believe pastors are salaried. So. It's like we got to pay them. So if the church is doing well, we're bringing in a lot of money. You know, that's going to the the salary is going to be increased. I don't. Yeah. You know, but it is unfortunate that, you know, religion and business are intertwined. But that's just the fact of the matter. But I can also see why people who are against the church like that being a large reason, because, you know, church is not given to you like it's a business. But when you just sit back, I mean, it is, you know, it's, it's not a it's not a bad business idea to start a church. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not a bad business from a money perspective. But but I think the the offset there is anything 
in this country, right? We can only speak like American, the American way of life. There are very few things that are not business. And I am struggling to find things that are not business. Like nonprofits still are businesses. They have yeah. to operate. So it's like, you know, on the pastors and kind of what they choose to wear and how they choose to show up in their specific houses of, of worship. I, I don't necessarily have an opinion there. Um, I can see your perspective, Blake. Um, and Alex, I, I can see the, the other side of that too. It's like, you know, for so long, the traditional view of what a pastor should or shouldn't be and how church should or should not go is what largely kept, you know, young people out of the church. It's like, bro, I'm not trying to follow all of these rules and have to do all of this stuff. Like, I just want to praise God, whatever way it is, I want to praise God. Um, but then as you get older, right, and you have to conform or, you know, figure out if you want to go against the grain and other aspects of your life, you know, how you choose to view what is traditional and, and as right or wrong, I think that that largely changes and, for me, I care more about who who ordained you niggas to stand before people and say that you can lead them from a spiritual standpoint. And that what that that's what I have most of my, you know, I guess issues with when it comes to these types of topics. Cause to your point, Alex. It's a lot of money in church. It's a lot of mm-hmm. money in religion. If I'm young, um, charismatic, got the gift of gab, and you can regurgitate, learn a few things, you can easily get up there and manipulate the masses, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age, right? We talking about the social media. You ain't got to have a church. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I think that's a, it's a slippery slope when you start marrying the business aspect of church with the religion aspect of church in a so forward way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we making a whole lot of money cause this is a mega church. So I'm going to have a private jet. I'm going to have the men take Like, I'm, that's where I'm like, okay, it's going to be hard pressed for me to kind of understand the justification of this. If you still have members of your church who are on a wait list to get their power turned back on, or you got a homeless ministry that desperately needs support, or you are working within a city that needs your support, right? You got a million billion dollar church in the hood. And you continuously making millions of dollars, but the area mm-hmm. around the church still looked the same. Like mm-hmm. that's it. At that point, that's like okay, I, I got questions. You know what I mean? Like I got a whole lot of questions about what is the motivation here. Yeah, but, as you should. And see, that's that was why I was asking about like, or I was suggesting like that's America. I or maybe I maybe my perspective is like uh, limited or whatever. But I feel like we're I feel like we're the group that takes religion or spirituality in general the lightest. And I feel like we still got it mm-hmm. the easiest. Like 
Ramadan, that ain't that ain't nothing. That's a lot, bro. I feel you. Or like learning Hebrew, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like we be having it the easiest way out, and I feel like we just oh man, you know, we just pray, ask for forgiveness, man. Keep it, <laughs> keep it pushing. Keep it moving. <laughs> it's crazy. Keep it moving. God loves all, even you. Do y'all feel like y'all? I mean, y'all ain't got to answer this, of course, but do you feel like you still identify as Christian? Maybe I'll give a stab at it. I mean, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, but it just, when it comes to, when it comes to scripture, I think I have a, maybe a different opinion on the Bible. Um, because I do feel like the, I personally, I do feel like the Bible is a holy book. Like I do feel like it is a very powerful book. Uh, but I also know that it was written by man. And like man can't be trusted, even if it is like in the like spirit of of God. Yeah. You know, like because there's a lot of things that are done with, quote unquote, the spirit of God. But I don't know, like we still know that man has interfered with it in a negative way. Um, And even just based on the fact that we use like the King James Bible, like letting me know that this is a specific version of a Bible. You know, I don't know. It's like we I just feel like I, I hate I hate the fact that the church avoids having conversations to like clear up confusion around things like that or eat like that. We won't even acknowledge that there may be things that were omitted from the Bible or, you know, really providing a consistent perspective because we have so many denominations of Christianity because they're all based on everybody's perspective of the Bible and things like that. Uh so, you know, given that, I feel like I can have my own perspective as well that, you know, may align with the denomination or it may not. You know, it just may be a unique perspective. But, you know, I do believe in God. I also believe that God is love. Yeah, uh, and like there's some, yeah, you know, they're synonymous. Like it's it's very powerful because I feel like love is like a supernatural feeling. Like it's like this supernatural emotion because we can't even explain love really. It's. You know, it's something we feel. I always joke that, like, love hurt more than anything you go through. Like, yeah. love will make you feel like you finna die. It's like something supernatural. So when people say God is love, that's, like, very realistic to me. Like, I can feel that. You know what I mean? So I'm a big believer in, you know, if you just do your best to always be trying to show love, keep love at the forefront, and, you know, whatever you do, love people. Like, I feel like that's what God wants us to do. But I know that there are man-made things, a part of Christianity that, for me, I'm just – I don't know. I'm just not rolling. I think the biggest thing is, I ain't gonna say the biggest thing, but the one that sticks out the most to me is uh, the the specifics of tithing. I believe that, you know, it's probably good to be be donating to your church, but when I think about this idea of 10%, like you gotta give 10% to God. I just don't think God would give us a number percentage. I don't know. That, that seems like a man-made thing. That don't seem like a spiritual thing for God to be like, I need you to give 10%. You know what I mean? But that's in the Bible. That's what we follow the tithe. But to me, that's like, I don't know. We, we be like, God said that we need. I'm like, I just know that God wants me to contribute to his kingdom. I understand that. And that can include monetary funds because churches are not free. Or even when we think about helping a community, that's not free. But, you know, like, let's not even trip like there aren't man-made things. Like, that's my whole thing. And because a lot of churches don't like to keep it real or not that they don't want to keep it real, but I don't know. It's like we afraid to touch these topics or we just kind of sprinkle a little bit on them. But we say, let's just keep it moving. And let me just keep encouraging you and telling you that your breakthrough is this month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which nobody can say. So I, I just hate when 
I hear that so much. Like somebody over in this section is going to feel something from God. I'm like, nah, man, come on, man. You don't know that. Like, <laughs> just say that, hey, like, let's just keep the faith. Like, don't give me that. Don't give me that stuff. That's what I'm not a huge fan of, like, a part of the church. But I do still believe in God, uh, you know, and I think I, I think I would still qualify as a Christian in my eyes. But there are – I don't know what my denomination would be. Maybe that's the thing. Like, maybe either there is one I fit in or it's like a unique perspective. I don't know. That's my yeah. stab at your question, Nate. <laughs> Stab. I'm de- I definitely consider myself a Christian. I think there was a point where I, you know, was kind of on the fence about it, but really my interactions with this, like, um, when I was in college, there was like a, uh, a support ministry called the Hope House. And bro, it was like, bro, it was a white woman who was a, a pastor in, uh, in the Presbyterian church in, Ch- in Chattanooga. And they ran it. It was two white women, actually, Trisha and Terry, and my dogs. Bro, and they they were really who made me believe in Christianity again. Because those were the first people that, like, really helped me realize that Christianity doesn't have to be a set way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's my relationship with God. So once she kind of, once they kind of started knocking down those walls and then really, you know, I was kind of raised, you don't question, you don't question the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised you don't question the Lord so it was kind of like we didn't discuss stuff that just didn't make sense to me you know what I'm saying like yeah. it just didn't make sense so I'm like once we sat down and we discussed certain things and we like really examined it and kind of like were able to talk in a way it's like this doesn't make sense and I think those are kind of the same uh, man made flaws that Alex was mentioning earlier I think once you get past those things that are di- they're divisive, really, it's like we use religion to be divisive, which is crazy to me, um, because all it, all it preaches is coming together. And so I think, but once you're able to get past those things, I, I definitely think I'm a Christian. Um, I think that's going to look different than it did when I was growing up. I think Christianity will definitely look different in my household as uh as the head of my household than it did growing up and so that'll be interesting because it'll be a learning experience but i think it'll be dope because of that too yeah i'll be you know niggas don't want to keep it real on here but you know i always be thinking about what life would be if i was single right now like how would I be? Like what would I be doing? Like <laughs> I'm would not I just this. be extra? I'm not would doing I be this extra thirsty? I'm not doing this. I would be, see this. This why I'm not like y'all. Like would I be extra thirsty online? Like I don't know. Well, I'm no, I'm not gonna say that crazy. I actually, I don't think it would be crazy. I feel like I would be wild. I would have like, left. I would have <laughs> left. I, I would have left uh, anywhere like I was familiar with. I would have went somewhere completely random, and I would have probably been tripping. So you to win start you to start it over brand new. Oh yeah, so like I'm not I'm not trying to be <laughs> bro. Exactly, bro. I'm not trying to uh uh-uh, I don't like that at all, bro. Bro, it's so bro, the city's so small. Like one person nobody's ever like more than two people removed from anybody. Like you not finna we not finna go through fifteen names and I not know somebody to know you. Like 
And I'm not trying to deal with that. If I was single, no, I wouldn't be trying to deal with that. Especially because I have like very social friends. So that's a whole nother factor. Yeah. Mm, no, I would not want to be here. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be safe. I just don't think I would be safe, man. I just think I would be wilding. That's just that's just what I see in my single life. That I'm glad I got the stability I got because it just keeps me focused. You know, it's just I ain't I ain't even gotta worry. You know what I mean? It's, and it, it's it's about worrying about myself. You know, because I know I like what I got. I don't want to ruin what I got. But you know, if I was single, it, though, I think it would be bad for a few years. But I think you age into a point where you just start doing cool stuff, like you just start traveling and having better experiences, and like you know, doing stuff like that. But I do think there's definitely a period of like, like. Like right after post college, or if you don't go to school, maybe around your like early twenties. But somewhere in there, when you just have access to more money, you gonna be just doing stupid stuff. Like you gonna say, you yeah, if you're single, that's or what else you got to do? Like, what are you gonna be doing? Like, I mean, I don't know. You could be running the LLC, <laughs> <laughs> trying to yeah, get their trying to get their dinner uh, their dinner with hoes. So he can tell you, hey, stay focused. <laughs> Keep grinding. I can't believe that was really like a debate. That's crazy, bro. Like, we are. I mean, hey, bro, you never know what Hope could do for you. Never know. I don't care. <laughs> a networking opportunity. Hey, you you so know you what they say? You yeah. rap. <laughs> Like what? Yeah, we all we all we all not trying to like be fucking music stars or you know. So what the hell I'm gonna get from Hope if I ain't doing that? <laughs> no, nah, but hey, the reason the reason I really can't be single though is because you know I'm I'm too I'm too in my feelings, bro. You know yeah, I can't I can't you know I'm I'm gonna be you didn't but you'd have been jealous. Guy. I'm gonna be. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> Alex will fuck around thinking, and be one of them viral, one of them viral Twitter threads. <laughs> Bro, I feel like I feel like if you single for like an extended period of time, you're not even really trying to move like that. Like you're not even gonna be open to that or being vulnerable and stuff. It would literally be like, I need somebody to go on this trip with. You seem like a promising no, young a, soul. We got a vibe. <laughs> It's no, it's important. Not a it's promise deeper than, it's deeper than me, Blake. So you gonna be like just going from situationship to situationship if you were single? That's Alex. Alex I mean, is gonna be problematic. You like you that's, you that's and then be and then be and then be emotional about all them that's, situationships. That's him. That's him. Coming you wanna to be the like pod. Aubrey. You wanna be like Aubrey. Coming to the pod, mad as hell, taking deep breaths and shit. So before we even get started this week, bro. I'm going to just let y'all know. Pray for my mental. Because I'm sick of these <laughs> bitches, bro. I ain't playing with these bitches this year, dog. See? I mean, that, I just know that would be me. You know? Because if we talking, I just... Like, this... I'll be... It'd be interesting when I hear, like, single people debating about the rules of being single. Because niggas be like, you know, if we're dating, am I allowed to talk to other people? Or, like, when is it... And my whole thing is, if me and you are talking on any level other than... Like a friend level, 
I really don't want you talking to nobody else. Like what I mean. Oh my god! Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh my So y'all ain't even y'all ain't gotta be bumping uglies. Y'all ain't gotta be. Oh no. So I'm you just can just like be we, like on some. I like you. I like you too. All right, bet. Yeah. You don't like, need to like be like looking just, at nobody like, else. Once, once it's like y'all just y'all text like. <laughs> yeah. Like and it's it more than friends. Yeah. Like we we friendly. Maybe maybe we yeah. have gone on a date. Or y'all gone one date. Y'all be texting once, and stuff. Once we once we second date, we together. That's like it. once we're going on a second date. Like now I need you to be like this is the trial period now. So you here's know, the trial thing, period. Alex, Alex you are me. so I'm breaking up. No, I said break it down for me. Oh, break it down. No, no, no. You are so deeply ingrained in relationship mind. That you can't even you can't yeah. even hypothesize this because because <laughs> you would not be on this type of time, bro. You would not be on this uh, type of time. It's just I, like you said, it's it's ingrained in me, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you it wouldn't is. get this type of these time. Because right? these twenty twenty two uh, women, from what I'm from what I'm seeing, yeah, um, yeah I don't even think you're gonna have space to even try to <laughs> be on that type of. It time. ain't even. It ain't even that like that. Like if you are single. For that long, it's one of two things. You are either very particular or or set in on what you want or your standard, and you're holding strong to that, which is fine. Or you are just like, that's not the space that I'm in right now. That's not what I'm trying to do. It's very rare, especially for men. It's very rare that it's just like, I can't find anyone. You know what I'm saying? So you're not moving like that. If you single, you're not moving to where like. You emotional about every one of them, and and you gonna feel away about that. You not moving like that. It's just not how that would be. Uh, no, you. <laughs> the numbers would be, the numbers would definitely be in your favor. Now it's gonna you know are you tricking? Are you gonna be able to trick? Because Alex, if you're not tricking, I don't know that you're gonna be able to stay oh, no. afloat in this market. No, I don't. Yeah, see, and and that's another thing because I'm hearing that's a thing, hey. especially when we talk about all the what women require from dates, and you know, I can't, I, I mean, if you can't equal me, like I don't know, like yeah, you're not for you me. You getting like, laughed out the room? We got to be on that. We got to be on that build together power couple type time. Like it, you know, I I can't do the. Uh, I'm I'm uplifting you. You know that that ain't that ain't how AC really get down. So what is what is tricking? What is the line between tricking and courting? As like young adults, um, buying gifts outside of uh, a holiday or something like that. Oh, gifts! Yeah, so you yeah. so like if y'all go to a lounge, and and it's normal, or maybe she really just hits you up to run up the tab. You don't feel like that's tricking. Like she uh, knows she can run the tab up on you. She gonna get hookah. She gonna get uh. You know the top shelf tequila she normally be drinking the house shit. Yeah. Like if, if that's often, if that's often, then yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. say that that's tricking. But you okay. know, if it's like maybe one time, you know, okay, like yeah, I will spoil you tonight, but this ain't gonna be every night, baby. I mean, come on, unless you paying next time type shit. I mean, and I won't run up the tab on you because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> and, and you and you should have been better, but. Probably that'll be the last time. Like if she run up a bill, like I'll pay for it, but clearly this, you know, I probably not gonna be too. <laughs> Alice gonna sit down and say, "You ain't even conscious. Like you ain't even conscious of what you doing. Like what type of shit?" He gonna put his foot down, Blake. He gonna put his foot down. Now look, I took care of it because that's I'm a responsible yeah. adult. 
But what we're not going but to continue it, to do is like go out and run these things up. Like you just—that's honestly the first conversation we have when we get back in the vehicle. I already, like, know. you know, I ain't, I ain't gonna cause no scene in the restaurant. I'm like, oh yeah, got that. Face ain't gonna when we change. We get back in the car. Alex's face I'm gonna is say, not hey, gonna I'm gonna change. Be with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't mind, you know, paying and things like that. But you know, I just think we got to be a little bit more fiscally responsible with the bill. Come on. Ain't nothing fiscally responsible by courting. I want you to know that. Hey. I want you to remember that. I want, like you have forgotten that. Blake, Alex is going to be in the group chat on the ride home. <laughs> like as soon as you get in the car, I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know. I don't mind. Like she's texting. Like when the phone light up and you trying to drive like shit, what we trying to what you trying to do next? Like you're getting put in the group chat like this nigga is broke. <laughs> Bro, hey, like. Fine. Bro, being single means you are constantly dating at a point where you are trying to like impress them because you're never really like being single. You're never really getting to the point where it's like, oh, we like each other and now we're just enjoying our time. Like you're still constantly in that point where you're like, yeah, like I'm cool. Like we should get to know each other more. So you constantly like you're going to be spending bread like way more than you probably going to want to. I mean, bro, I just, I just can't see that for myself. Because I, I can't see myself really trying to impress her. I mean, it's like I want you to know who I am. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like I'm beyond the impression. This is who I am. I want to know who you yeah, are. Nigga. No, you are don't. We in, we're we not talking about you right now. We're talking about you if you were single. Yeah, you yeah, keep that's talking. What I'm but if you were single, you're still like what you're describing <laughs> is working towards a relationship. The version like, of you that we're talking difference. about, the version of you that we're talking difference. about, is that nigga's heart. Not, his sole purpose is to be single. Like his sole thing, uh, like uh, get money. Like let's go. No, nah, if I was, I mean, I just, I just can't even imagine that dude because that ain't me, man. I need, I need a girl to ride. <laughs> you know, I need a. <laughs> you know, <laughs> come on, man. That's what I. I'm do. not. I'm not. I'm not judging you for that. That's fair. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to be running through y'all, man. I just want that one. Now we can go one at a time, but you know what I mean. It's like I'm trying to see: is it gonna work with you? If it ain't gonna work with you, I right, if it's gonna work with you. But I'm not coming into this like I ain't even trying to make it work. I'm just trying to, nah, because I need my one-on-one boo. You know what I mean? Who gonna hold me down? <laughs> Shout out Usher. I'm not mad at him, bro. I feel that. Hey, what's a bumping ass theme song that caught you off guard? Bumping ass theme song. Like the theme song, because I don't right. know about y'all, but most of the time if I'm watching TV and like a theme song come on, it's like, okay, I acknowledge this is the theme song of the show. But by and large, I'm just like looking at something else or doing something else. Like you ain't never just been watching the show and been like, damn, this shit actually. <laughs> like you look up and be like, nigga, this mm. shit. But like for me, it was As Told by Ginger. I, I introduced Zeta As Told by Ginger. Um, yeah, I ain't seen that shit. Is that Macy Gray? Yes. Nigga. Yeah, she did. Grass much greener on the other side. Nigga. I said, she killed that. I said, she bumped the hell out this hoe. <laughs> uh, Uh-oh. But see, all the ones that come to mind didn't catch me by surprise. They're just like iconically good. Like the Power, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the Jamie Foxx show, the Wayans. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. those are just ones I'm like, yeah, those were hard. But I'm trying to think like surprised. Damn. 
I mean, I don't. It's a, I just be finding when you really like a show, you just end up really liking the theme song too. So you know, first of all, I think Succession has a great theme song. I think it's oh, honestly that's one good. of the best. Like it's just really good. Um, I used to love the Wired theme song. I used to love how they change it up every season, but it would yeah, always yeah. be hard. Uh, yeah. But I don't think anything harder than the first one. Um, trying to think of another one. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Not familiar. <laughs> Ooh, I'm tripping. Golden Girls. Golden hey. Girls. That shit slap. Oh, hey. Golden Girls. Thank you for being my friend. Hey, the facts of life. Mm. Oh, yeah. The oh, facts God. of life. Hey. What's, what's another? Oh, Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. That, that one caught me off guard as a kid. I, I was like, what are you watching? <laughs> Say, what is he watching? Hey. Bro, that's, me and my pops used to sit and watch Sanford and Son all day. The Boondocks. That's my shit. That's a great one. I am the strong that the builder on. refused. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hell no. Metal for the Great. Shout out to Metal for the Great. But like I said, I just I just think every show that I really like, like I just find their theme songs to be iconic. But I guess your question was about them being bumping. You know what I mean? So is it any that you think of that you like? It's an awful ass theme song. <laughs> mm, I know. I feel like there's one that I know, but if you give me a second, maybe I can I can remember it because I feel like it's one show I used to watch where I'm like, man, I hate how this come on. Um, I might be tripping, but I'm pretty sure Entourage theme song was trash. I don't think I've never seen Entourage, so I can't remember. Like the music on there used to be hard, though. Mm-hmm. No, that's not Entourage. That it's not Entourage. Animal Kingdom is what I'm thinking of. That theme song sucks. That's mm-hmm. when it sucks. <laughs> Show is the truth, though. Y'all know what this may be uh this 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 take may not age well, but I did not particularly enjoy the cousin Skeeter thing. How did that go? I, I feel like it was fresh, but maybe the song wasn't good. It was like they had a, like the aluminum foil yeah, background. It's like an R and B ish like you know, that was the, yeah. the female R and B group heyday. So I, it was kinda in that vein. Um, you know, talking about cousin Skeeter is like a Looking back in hindsight, it's like nigga, we visibly knew Cousin Skeeter was a fucking puppet. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all trying to ingrain this in like make this like a crossover thing. It's like, all right, it was cool like one or two times, but when you made a show out of it, I was like, come on. I would I would have to rewatch Gus Skeeter because now that you described that maybe maybe if I watched it again it would seem more ridiculous than it felt at the time because it really didn't Not, feel that ridiculous at the time. Bruh, I mean, we, we it was a puppet it. and he was like, yeah, he was like a whole person <laughs> with a whole like live cast. It was kind of crazy, like because it wasn't shit. like he was a it wasn't like he was a creature, like he <laughs> oh was just God. a puppet. Yeah, I'm looking at like a list of like worst TV theme songs. First of all, I don't I don't watch enough TV to even know what all these bitches are. But Entourage is number 19 on the list. Which one is number 19? Entourage. Yeah, I think so. I thought it was trash. (laughs) What's the top ten? What's the top ten on the trash list, dog? Oh, Sopranos was trash too. 
No, I love Sopranos, man. Sopranos. I hope, hope, you, hope so, you got yourself a gun, man. Come on. Got First yourself of all, it, a gun. <laughs> it, finally, it finally put the it finally put the Nas song in perspective to me. I didn't know that that was kind of like a sample of <laughs> that. So I'm like, damn, this is where he get it from. It's like that's gun. that's fair. <laughs> it's great, man. Okay, the top ten number <laughs> number one, Barney. <laughs> Oh hell no, nah, hell no! Nah. They, they tripping. bullshit. They, they tripping good. I don't know Number if I trust one, this. List. Barney, this list sucks. This is <laughs> already that, sucks. Number honest, one, honestly, honestly, how you I was fuck up the number, number one two? Spot. Bro, number two, America's Next Top Model. Come on, y'all remember that? Wanna be on top? <laughs> Hey, nah, they no, no, I don't remember this. Shit. <laughs> I know y'all that hey, how you gonna get Alex? Remember that one. I go again. When I be on time. <laughs> Come on, y'all know. I swear to God, that's my shit though. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna oh have, have to play it. I'm gonna have to play it so I know. Hey, I know exactly. You don't. You don't. <laughs> as soon as you did the down another down, I said I, I know exactly what this nigga talking. You don't have y'all to know. Y'all know. Number yeah. three, a show I'm not familiar with, uh, Veronica's Closet. I don't know about that. Shows on NBC uh, from 97 to 2000. Never heard of uh, it. Are y'all familiar with Joni Loves Chachi? No, that yeah, sounds like something to be sold at. It's not like <laughs> something to be sold at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Joni Loves Chachi, number four. Number five, The L Word. I know y'all watched that one. I didn't watch it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. I, I would agree. I don't even know if y'all want me to finish this top ten. It's a bunch of shit I never even heard of. The Ropers, Felicity, Joe's Life, Small Wonder, and Fairly Legal. Yeah, I don't not know to, any not of to be those. Confused with barely legal, that's, but fairly that's peak caucasity there. That is. Yeah, yeah. That ain't. I this ain't the list for us. We should have known when they came out hating on Barney. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, how is Barney this number was one? Not for me. This, is my this, shit this list does not re- does not reflect the views of the After Five podcast. <laughs> I promise you. What was Brian gonna do to them? Like, what was he talking about? I don't play that shit. Y'all, now y'all keep talking shit. I was like, Brian. So, so they young niggas. Like, that's Brian, what they Brian gonna always do. Always doing that shit. He don't like that. He is now, now he know. Now he know. Yeah, he know that they ain't gonna do this miraculous. Oh, we getting close to the playoffs. Niggas gonna turn up. Like we do not anticipate that this <laughs> yeah, season. They and do I not. Like even they Brian do not that. have that in the tank. They it really no. AD going to come back killing. And I still don't. It still don't fit. Like, but they also, bro. Honestly, this is one of those teams where if they fire the coach and they bring in somebody that can refresh it and has a good perspective, I do think the team isn't as bad as we think they are. But I ain't going now. But Nate, we have to discuss this, bro. We have to discuss this. <laughs> hey, I knew this day was coming. I knew this a couple day was months coming. ago. No, 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 real talk. A couple months ago, I went to the gym and I was doing some shooting drills with one of my homies, just random one day in there. And you know, I hadn't shot a ball. I hadn't shot a basketball in years at this point, so I was missing. I missed, you know, a couple air balls, but most of them just hitting the rim, hitting the rim. You know, knocking down. Eventually, I found a rhythm, right? But when I kept missing, I kept I, most of the time I hit the rim. I ain't never hit the top of the backboard. So <laughs> it's blowing my mind that he really keeps doing. Boy, how does Russ keep hitting the top of the backboard? 
Like at this point, like we gotta talk about this, bro. Like this is not acceptable. Like people had it happen once or twice in their careers. <laughs> I didn't want that man nowhere near this organization. But you know, it's a lot of people who saying, you know, they caping for Westbrook, you know, his fans and stuff like that. And you know, I just stay quiet because, you know, I caught this. I just I He's a great player, like, you know, and he could be making some type of impact on the floor. I've just never seen a winning team with Russell Westbrook on it. Uh, when I say winning, I mean, like, you know, like winning the important games. Um, so That's not true. I don't know, man. Post got I mean, to I'm the, just telling you what I didn't see in my life. They got to the finals. <laughs> like You know, I'm a, I'm a racing history, man. I don't even remember that shit because it was a fucking sweep. So... Yeah, bro. I think, I think Russ. A lot of times, I think Russ is a limited player. I think Russ is one of the best players that we've ever seen, whose game is as limited as it is. But he's still a really good player based on who he's been. The issue is Russ is missing layups and and mid range pull ups, and it's like. Okay, now you are taking away some of the things that made you great. Like, you've always been one of the best finishers at the rim as a guard. You've always been able to consistently hit that mid-range off the glass. So now if you can't do those things, like, where what are we talking about? Like, you are now an energy player for the most part. And it's like, you're not trash. Like, you're still going to be pretty good. But it's like, the team is not built on you being pretty good. Like, you have to have at least your 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 bag that you've always had. You can't regress. Right. Like, come on, bro. I mean, but I just feel like normally LeBron is able to, you know, because I just feel like as he's done these quote-unquote super teams, you know, there's always struggles. A lot of times it does end up in players around LeBron. But over time, you know, we see them figure it out. And there is still time for the Lakers. There's still time, but, you know, from a player like Russ, I mean, we're talking about an MVP. You know what I mean? So you would, you just expect him to be able to make a positive impact. And, you know, it's it's tough to see him struggling because when you a star, it's like you just shoot through slumps. You know what I mean? That's what you're supposed to do when you a star. You know, so – and I feel him and his attitude of like, look, the way, the way that I play got me here. The way that I play let niggas know that I'm the truth. I'm one of the best in the league. Everybody know this. So I'm not going to change the way I play. You know, we just got to figure it out. But, you know, for Laker fans, we not, we're not patient. Like, we're not patient with this shit. Like, it's, it's ring or nothing, you know. I don't know if this LeBron last year or not. I mean, I don't know. So it's just like we, we don't got time. I mean, we already ready to get rid of this nigga. Like, we just do not have time for a nigga to not be gelling. And we, we, I do not want to see that many missed jump shots and us continue to lose. Like, I just can't see it again. So this is the thing with with Russ, right? Russ is not playing good. Like this is is no <laughs> amount of caping that can be done. Like he's not he's not playing well. He's not playing well offensively right now in regards mm-hmm. to shooting. I think he has the worst shooting percentage in the league. Um, wow! Like as far as field goals mm-hmm. and. It's just he's he's in a bit of a slump. I don't know when he's gonna come out of it. If I know anything about Russell Westbrook, he's going to come out of it at some point. 
the issue here though is I think the where the Lakers are as far as their record, right? They're sitting at five hundred. And I think as of right now, Russell Westbrook is largely the talking point as to why they are sitting at five hundred. Right? And that's not the case. Yeah, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's a part of it. Yeah. Definitely. That's definitely a part of it, right? But if you look from a stat line standpoint, what they brought Russ in to do, even as poorly as he's shooting, he's pretty much doing exactly what they brought him in to do. The issue is the Lakers have a shit roster that they can do absolutely nothing with because what they did was they went out and paid LeBron then they paid AD. They went and got Russell, right? Their primary mistake was they paid THT. And THT is not living up to that money. So now when you look down the rest of the roster, you got people playing on minimums or onesie, twosie, million dollar contracts is really not going to move the needle. So we coming up on the trade deadline and the Lakers have a very limited amount of options that they can do. And you bring in Russell, right? Whether it's working out or it's not working out, do you really think LeBron is going to be like, hey, let's ship Russ out of here? Because realistically, who's buying? Who's buying? Who's buying right now? Now, And and not even from a talent or on-the-court standpoint, from a money standpoint, like you can only trade, you can literally only swap him one for one for John Wall. That's literally it. Anybody else, it's not enough years. The number may match, the number may match, but it's not enough years. Like I was playing around with scenarios earlier, like D'Angelo Russell, the money matches, the amount of years and the time don't. I think if you swap those two out. I don't know why, you know, the Timberwolves would want to do that, but that's a, like that's that's where the Lakers are. They're locked with this shit roster, and I just cannot, for the life of me, understand why, when all of these players who they know for a fact can be instant offense were available because of this COVID situation where you can add on extra players to the team. Like Jamal Crawford is still sitting in some he's still sitting at his house. Guest snoring on all the smoke. Like this nigga is still like you see what Lance is doing in fucking Indiana. We've seen what Lance can do in a Laker jersey. Like if you have the opportunity to go get these niggas who can put the ball in the hole, go do it. Was Isaiah Thomas the best fit in LA? No, but them four games that he played with L.A., that nigga was hooping. He was putting the ball in the hole. Guess what the Lakers can't seem to fucking do? Put the ball in the hole. Like, the issue with the Lakers is not just that Russell Westbrook is hitting the top of the damn backboard. It's everybody else except LeBron is also hitting the side of the backboard underneath the rim. Like, it's just... I think in the past, LeBron has been at a cerebral and a physical level to where once 
February fourteenth comes and goes, he can he can switch it on and off, and he will have at that point built a rapport with that team. That those who remain after the deadline know what's up. Those who don't know what's up mm. didn't make it through the deadline. Like that's just kind of what we know this shit to be. This year, I don't, I don't know if that's in the cards. Because think about what LeBron is doing right now. Like at his age, what he's going out there and doing, night in and night out, coming back off of injury in season, an in season injury, and. They still sitting at 500. And I don't, uh, at this point, you know, I don't have, I know we we still got to get to uh, all-star picks, but I don't know that Anthony Davis is a top 75 player, and that's just what it is. If you're going to put anybody who's actively playing right now on that list, in that role, it should not have been Anthony Davis. Because at this point, no, I agree with that. It, it, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't find him to be a top seventy-five player of all time. I think he still got a little bit more to prove. I think I would he got agree a lot. Too. I, I, I really think he has a lot more to prove. Right, like right now, and this is this is gonna sound crazy as hell, but I just want y'all to humor me. Would you trade Anthony Davis for Carl Anthony Towns right now? If you are the Lakers, I wouldn't. No, I would not. Why? Hell no. Carlton Towns a loser. <laughs> but why? Through and through, through and through, he's a loser. Like he not he don't play winning basketball. He get buckets. Like this, this like don't okay. Let's not. That's not fair to him. That's not fair. Carlton Towns is a great talent, but he doesn't. But. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't bring half of the things to the table that Anthony Davis does. Defensively, he's never going to be the anchor that that uh, Anthony Davis can be for you, and he's never going to be able to do the switches Anthony Davis can do. Um, and he's and the toughness, the toughness is just not close. And as much as we can, as much as we are uh, give Anthony Davis a hard time for not necessarily being as tough and as physical as we want to, we've seen him do it. You know what I'm saying? Like Cat. We've seen P.J. Tucker guard Cat in the playoffs. Like, that's not acceptable. Like, Houston tried that shit and and got cooked. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's not acceptable. And so, I mean, like, and then teams like that, teams like Houston who's running P.J. Tucker at, the, at center, it's nothing for Anthony Davis to get out there and guard him. So, I mean, it's just, it's 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 not close for me. But you can't be top 75 and then there'd be people like Jokic and Embiid where I wouldn't blink an eye. Like, it wouldn't even be a discussion. Like, if those offers were on the table, it wouldn't even be. There would be no one in a room who's like, but 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 nothing. Like, he's gone. Yeah, because well, we don't think Le- better than him. Like, like LeBron could literally. Better than him. LeBron could literally walk in the office and be like, I'm putting my foot down. No. And they would still trade him. Yes. Like, that's how far the gap is. Okay. 
Y'all think so? Yes. With who? Y'all think y'all don't think AD just a little hurt? You know what I mean? And but him like full force is a top Jokic or Embiid. When the last time? How like the the thing for me, Alex is when is the last time we've seen Anthony Davis at full force? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he was hooping in, in the bubble. So two seasons right? ago. Yeah. So two but seasons Anthony ago. Davis. In a shortened season, where in season he was able to have a break, yeah, come that's fresh, what I'm about to say. <laughs> and basically do a gauntlet of a professional AAU tournament, right? And then slow ramp into the next season, and then we had like at this point, Anthony Davis is a great talent with great potential. That never can stay healthy. Right? And the frustration I have with, I guess, the idea of Anthony Davis versus what we more often than not get is Anthony Davis has times where it just looks like this nigga just, like how Blake was describing Carl Anthony Towns, right? Like, when we get frustrated with Carl Anthony Towns is because we cannot see the dog in him that we've seen in, let's say, Shaq. Or hell, when MB get a head full of steam or when Giannis get a head, like, you know these niggas will not be stopped. Like, they're going, you're going, they're either going to foul the shit out of you <laughs> to get whatever they need done and they're going to call it or they're not going to call it. Like, they're going to impose their will on the game. I don't feel like I've seen and felt Anthony Davis impose his will on a game like I have watched Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic do for the last three years consistently. Jokic is putting up better numbers this year than he put up in his MVP season last year. Joel Embiid is playing so good. Daryl Morey is like, you know what? We might end up trading this nigga Ben. <laughs> we might get him on out of here because we can't even waste this type of... Like, we cannot waste this year of MB. Like, this nigga is playing out of his mind. And then AD sitting on the sideline and Mary Jack, like, I mean, he fragile, man. What you want him to do? I want that nigga to get into the weight room, dog. <laughs> That's what I want him to do. Like, I be so sick of this shit. Like, I'm so AD's, sick of it, bro. AD's been a little underwhelming, but honestly, I'm not even mad at him making the top 75 because of him. I'm mad because it's not it's not close when we talk resumes between him and Dwight. Like, to me, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy to do Dwight like that. Like, at that point, it has to be personal, right? It is politics. It's for sure politics. It, like, the same reason that Kyrie Irving and Klay Thompson didn't get on there is the same reason that Dwight Howard did not get on there. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Kyrie not making it wasn't crazy to me. Yeah, we, you know, we you took us through that. We still it don't agree, crazy. but we're going to let you cook. Because it ain't a point guard on that list who's better. 
It's not a point guard that. on that list that you gonna sit up here and say mm-hmm. in some capacity. Well, first of all, let me take let me let me. I was let gonna me say you back, think that may have been you don't mean that. I was like you don't mean that. You don't mean that. I was like, what are we talking about? There is not a point guard on that list that can do the things that Kyrie can do. But Kyrie can do just about everything that any other point guard on that list can do. No, he can't. No, he can't. No, he can't. Kyrie can't even carry a team. What you mean Kyrie can't carry a team? Kyrie cannot carry Kyrie cannot carry or lead a successful team. When have we seen when have when have we seen him do it prior to his never first we've never season? seen him do it we have never seen him do it because he ain't never been the the years that he would have been able to do it in Boston he was hurt it, that's part oh, of it that's part of it the ability to take the Anthony to, Davis to, fragile neck ass is on the nah, that's top not fair. 75. that's we've that seen Anthony Davis do it we've seen that Anthony Davis lead his team if, to the playoffs if on teams way less talented than Boston was. Way less talented. Like that's the right. nigga was bro, injured. KD, I mean not KD. Kyrie not like he wasn't leaving Boston, man. Bro. He was not gonna lead Boston in no championship. Bro, he's not that. Like he I'm not saying bro. he was gonna lead them to a championship. What I am saying, what I'm saying is if we got a list, if we say, hey, these in the year of our Lord 2022, we are saying these are the best 75 players. To play in the NBA, if you do a raw poll of niggas in the NBA and they rank niggas who got that handle, who has the ability to to make to to make to take the ball to the rack on a consistent basis and control himself in the air, it, that you hear players talk all the time about the fact. They see Kyrie Irving do things that they have never ever even been able to see happen on a basketball court. I I a thousand percent agree with you. So I think I'm you saying, hit the nail on the head. What I'm saying is, even if that though, if Kyrie Irving is the if he the nigga if he the point guard with the best handles in the history of the NBA, he is the nigga with the best handles in the history of the NBA. That alone. But, but see, no. Nigga that's, got that's Pistol Pete Maravich on that bitch. And all you ever seen this nigga do was a couple loop-de-loops around his goddamn back and through the damn legs. And y'all sit up here telling me, like Kyrie Irving, would, he would shake the brake pads off of every nigga on this list. And you sitting up here telling me that Pistol Pete Maravich, so you choose Pistol Pete Maravich over Kyrie Irving. If you starting a franchise right now, who you choosing? Kyrie Irving or Pistol Bro. Pete Maravich? Jerry Bro, West, you, you want to talk about niggas who lose? Jerry West, <laughs> Jerry West took his team to the finals. It, it, he took his team to the finals, damn near five, five or six times, and lost every time during a time where it was only eight teams in the league. He took him though. I'm saying he took him. Like Nigga, he get credit for that. You can't. You can't go back and diminish people's achievements because of the way history was set up. Like it still is what but they, you can they still leave did. Them they off. still did. You can't well, leave. Why would I leave off. them off? Nigga, cause it's a bro. nigga that come through. Bro, it's just like we was talking about. Kareem was the GOAT for a generation. And you know what? If you is Kareem in your top five, Blake? My top five? Probably not. 
No, because you didn't seen a nigga at that size come through and do some shit you ain't never thought a nigga at that size can do. That's the fair. nigga he they took his. That's what I'm saying. Why we got but Pistol Pete Maravich on this bitch? And Kyrie but, Irving is right here. Okay, let me let me do this. Let's start. Okay, first off, a couple of things. When we started this, you immediately like jumped out the window and you reeled yourself back. And you know why? Because <laughs> at no point, at no point in his career. Has Kyrie ever been even the best point guard in the league during his career? Like, not on any official poll will they have, will you find that somebody thought Kyrie Irving was the best point guard at any point? Kyrie Irving isn't the best point guard on his current team. That nigga straight up was like, yeah, I'm going to play the two because, like, I can't do what you like. It's not going to work the same. Like, that's just not who he is. And the reason that he's so revered and he's so loved is he's, he's, he's similar to like a Nas. You know, people who actually rap are like, nigga, this nigga's the best thing ever. But when you have the perspective of being outside of the arena or outside of the actual career and you can look at it and gauge the impact, it's like that technical skill is dope or whatever it is that he does well is dope, but it ain't like what y'all feel it is. And that's how it is with Kyrie. Mm. Like, niggas is like, bro, that move was so tough. I hoop, I know, like, how difficult that is. Like, that nigga's amazing. And it's like, yes. He euro, he did a spin move, he he did a slip and slide, he did all that, and he got a layup. He got a layup. That's two points, and mm. we still gonna go back to the other end of the court, and somebody else is gonna take one dribble, pull up, and get the same two. Like, and and, and y'all aren't gonna feel the same way about it, but that's all it is. Like Kyrie ain't he ain't shifting the whole defense and finding niggas here and do like Kyrie is a very like player's player. Like he ain't what he don't move the game the way. Niggas like Steph and Chris Paul do. Like it just ain't the same. I mean, he's a he's a great scorer though, Blake. I mean, everything you just described just made, I mean, he's a great scorer, you know. And sometimes some of our all time great scorers, people who can score in a multitude of ways, because I feel like that's where Kyrie is so strong. Not only is it the handles, it's the finishes. But see, the way he's, he can finish on a defender. But see, it's I, next level. It's a, it's it's next level shit. I feel you, and I feel like we all feel that way. And and not including this season, because I mean, oh no no, no I'm sorry, not, yeah, not including this season, obviously. But he's only averaged 25 like twice in his career where he's played significant amount of games. He did average uh, 27 one year, but he only played 20 games. Outside of that, his career high is is is, is 26.9 and 25.2. He's not even like an iconically great scorer, and he never gonna give you more than. I mean, a career year, he had seven assists. He averaged seven assists. That was a career year. Like, he's not the player on paper that he is with the eye test. Like, he's just one of those people that's the opposite. The eye test will lead you astray on, with Kyrie. Like, hmm. it is what it is. I mean, hey, you know, I respect your opinion. I just disagree, man. I think he's top 75 nah. to lace him up in the NBA. Nah. Yes, sir. This nigga spitting. <laughs> now, I don't think he's top 75. But I think there are other people who I would have put in front of both or in front of a few people that weren't on the list. But I did find it odd that Dame was in the top 75 and Kyrie wasn't. Like, that was weird. I mean, come on. Come on, man. Just like I thought I it was that. AD was in there and Dwight was. I thought that was weird. Bro, so now that the divisional round is over, who y'all got as y'all Super Bowl picks? Mm. I mean, I got to go with uh, the Chiefs, man. I mean, yeah, bro, 
you know. So who's it gonna be? Who who is who's the, I'm going the Chiefs for Cincinnati. That, that AFC championship will be Chiefs for the Kansas City Chiefs versus Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, and the NFC championship will be the Rams versus the 49ers. I'm going Rams Chiefs. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's just what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, I honestly think there should be petitions to go ahead and just go straight to the Super Bowl for player safety. Like, let's I mean, not even. Let's not even. I would be excited never to know. see a shootout in the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Because one thing about old Joe. <laughs> Joe Shiesty. Hey. Joe, it, what 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 we saw his last year at LSU, and what we've seen so far in the NFL, like this nigga is exactly who we thought he was. Like, Bro, no, no, let's not do that. This team is not I mean, ready. Now look, now just because you they beat not, your team, no, they no, was no. on a six game win streak. Like the the league was on notice that these niggas is legit. But hear me out. There ain't no other team that will let you play as bad as they played and win. Like, ain't no other team getting nine sacks that's left in the playoffs and 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 losing. Like, the Titans just had a shitty showing. Like, it was just a shitty showing. They played like shit, and I just can't see the Chiefs shitting the bed like that. I can't see L.A. shitting the bed like that. And I don't think the 49ers – I don't, I don't think the 49ers have a chance. Yeah, I don't think they have a chance. I think the the only thing about Cincinnati is – Cincinnati is ahead of schedule. And you deal sure. with teams that are ahead of schedule, right? Because the first, you know, wild card weekend, they went out there and did what they had to do. To your point, they did get lucky this past weekend in Nashville. But when you a team that has done what you're supposed to do, one, then go out there and get lucky against a team that there was no way in hell you should have beat. And then now you find yourself in the AFC championship against some niggas that it don't even like, I don't even want to know what the spread is going to be <laughs> because how much of an underdog Cincinnati's going to be. But it's like, if you ahead of schedule, you know, you're the underdog and you have a young quarterback with some weapons, like at the very least, they can just send Joe out there and let him Brett Favre that shit. Like, look, Hey, just go see what happened. Yeah. Throw that motherfucker around there and we just go see what happens. Because realistically, you got to have the right type of team. And that's why I think the only team that could beat, to answer your question, Alex, the only team I feel like that could beat the Chiefs is the Rams. Yeah. Right. Because you have to have the right type of team that can not only go blow for blow for you on the offensive end, like when it comes down to it and you go down there and you make a stop and you do a drive and you leave 25 seconds left on the clock. Like you got to have somebody out there who, you know, is not going to be afraid to look across that field and see Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey coming at them, knowing what these niggas can do. Like I, I'm excited for the Super Bowl because if it's those two teams, you know, it's going to be a home game for uh, LA. So, like, just that, like, that in and of itself. And then Patrick Mahomes, you know, the last time they was in the Super Bowl, and then to come back after the season that they had last year, it's like, okay. Because niggas was talking cash shit about uh, Patrick Mahomes. I remember. 
Niggas was like, he yeah, was the greatest early thing. Early in the season? Bruh. He was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then all at once, it was just... Will he Down ever? Year. Will he ever be? Uh, <laughs> will he ever return to that? Uh, to that luster that he had when he first started? And you know it's crazy Hell because no. right as you know this season in hindsight is going to be so wild to look at because up until a certain point the clear MVP of the season was in Baltimore, and then it was mm. like all at once when he got hurt. When Lamar got hurt, it was like that was when you started seeing Patrick ascend back to the level that we knew both of them to be at. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and Tom Brady, they just, they've been doing this for, at this point, what, 20, 20 years or some shit. Like, it is what it is. Like they they gonna do this, but that those are my uh, my Super Bowl picks. It sounds like we we all on the same page with who we think is gonna definitely. get in there. Um, Rams got a shot to win that game, but I definitely think it's gonna be those two in the Super Bowl, and you know it should just be, or I think what everybody hopes is going to be a shootout, similar to this Bills game. Yeah, you know, so yeah. So y'all all start ballots, right? Who we got? We can start. Uh, we can start with Alex. You want to go first? Sure, man. Am I, am I just giving my starting five? Okay, that's I'll cool. For yeah, your starters. I honestly couldn't even watch enough basketball to give you a full team. Yeah. Um. But you know, for the most part, like my feelings are pretty aligned with kind of what our fans are voting for. So, you know, LeBron out the West, LeBron. Jokic. Uh, I personally want to put Rudy Gobert. But that's just me. I just think, you know, he's just one of the few centers left, and obviously he's a great center. Um, and then easy for the guards, I mean, it's Steph and Ja. I mean, it's just what it's got to be. I'm so glad to see that Ja is, you know, getting that recognition this year. Obviously, it's well-deserved. He's hooping his ass off. Uh, but, you know, it's good to just see a Grizzly back in the fold in the West. Uh, Eastern Conference, pretty easy. KD, Joel Embiid, Giannis. I think it's a little bit tougher for the guards. But if you were asking me, I would be getting Trey Young. And I don't know, man. You know, I know DeMar been hooping. But first of all, DeMar DeRozan should not be in with the guards. Oh, you don't think so? No. I think he got a nah. front court. Like he literally was starting at power forward for the Spurs. Like, and he be play, and he plays a three for the Bulls. I don't know why. Yeah, that's stupid. Or at least Zach Levine should be a, a fourth in. If you think maybe he's the three, like you know that's like this is stupid. Oh, I was just going to say it's like between those two. So, however you want to do that position, I mean, you know. Chicago's having a really good year. I, th- I, I I think just, you know, maybe I should have expected it, but I don't know. They've had some solid stretches, I'll say that. I don't know for how much longer, though. Mm-hmm. I think if they get healthy, that yeah, I was like, if they get healthy, they'll be okay. But mm-hmm. it's tough right now. Um... 
for me, I think I think what you were saying uh, about the West, LeBron and Jokic is pretty easy. I think the only one that is kind of difficult is the third front court spot. And I'm, for me, it's between Wiggins and uh, PG. And I don't know. I don't know. With PG being hurt for a minute now, I don't know. But he was playing great basketball. And I don't, I think PG doesn't get the respect he deserves. I mean, because of his own performance sometimes. But um, I think he didn't get the respect he deserves. He's on that list of people that's like, he's a perennial all-star. So, like. Wiggins could probably be reserved, and I'll go PG as a starter. Uh, guards, I'm going Stephen Jai as well. Eastern Conference, I got KD, Giannis, and Embiid. I mean, yeah, the NBA fans are getting it right. Uh, yeah. KD, Giannis, Embiid. And then the guards. The guards... Tough. It's tough for the guards. Jeez. Yeah. Lamelo and Lamelo and Darius. I hope both make it and free it, but none of them are starting. I'm obviously not starting Kyrie. James Harden hadn't looked that good. It's got to be Trey and Demar. It's got to be Trey and Demar. Trey's playing good basketball, but they've been losing a lot too, though. Yeah. You know, some people feel like you got to have winning teams to, you know. I think that's big, but to me, a winning team should make you an all-star. It doesn't guarantee you a starter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I well, I mean, these. Like, I mean, this is your, this is Joe starting five. So, nah, I'm. But I mean, to me, to me, I'm going with the fans. I think they pretty much getting it right. I'm not. I'm not gonna move nobody from the starters. I think they do good. It, I think. I think it's. I think celebrity clouds a lot of judgment, though. It's crazy. Some of these lists look are insane. Derrick Rose ahead of Darius Garland and Jalen Brown. Um, Kyrie ahead of Fred Van Vliet. You know, some of this is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I don't I mean, know how. Russ, Russ is ahead of Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> Damian Lillard, and Anthony Edwards. How Melo is I mean, on the list is crazy. Like, Carmelo is. They play in LA, like that's think wild. About like, and that's we, my you know, dog. This could be his last season. You know, they we just want to see him in the game. So, you know, is this his last season? Close, man, said it could be. I think you know, you just never, you just never know. Not, not. I think Melo got the personality to where I think he gonna do a farewell, a farewell tour. Mm. And I, mm-hmm. I hope, I hope, I hope it goes better than Paul Pierce's. I think he's more liked than Paul Pierce, though. Uh, I'm not saying better. I'm not saying better. I'm saying more liked, more liked. Niggas don't like Paul Pierce, maybe. But I feel like he respected though. They don't like him, but he is respected. I feel like he a more respected player. I I don't think so. I don't think so. A more respected player than who? Than Melo. Like in terms of like his basketball legacy. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think like I think the general perception is that he is a better overall basketball player than Melo was, but like respect, like don't nobody care. Like you know what I'm saying? Like no, I don't think anybody. I don't know. I just think uh, like Paul Pierce. I mean, just 
like his responsibility for just being that perennial player for Boston, you know, sticking around and then of course being a part of the championship winning team, the plays that he made, his I mean his I don't know, like he's like a solidified person, you know. So when I think about a farewell tour, like Carmelo was a great player, but you know, I just think Paul Pierce is higher on the rank. Paul Pierce isn't cool. Yeah. That's all I'm you really saying. Wearing, Paul, you weren't wearing no fucking Paul Pierce's. I mean that's true. <laughs> Nigga, you was wearing just, mellows. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I wasn't wearing either. If we be honest, but I had some. I, I definitely put mellows. I put mellows over, uh, you know, over Paul Pierce. But you know, he's just not cool. Like I'm not taking anything away from. Him. I think he overall, yeah, is, not cool. He's just not cool. Hell of a player though. I think the version we were allowed to see of Paul Pierce for so long because of the time that he came into the NBA is why people view him the way that they do. Because, like, if you pay attention to, like, Paul Pierce, like, post-basketball, like, conversation that he has about the game with other players and shit, like, you realize Paul Pierce is just a West Coast nigga who Mm -hmm. left the West Coast and found a home in Boston. And, nigga, that's where he was hooping until they moved him. Like, that's just what it was. Whereas, I think Melo, Melo I think it's hard to gauge Melo because all of these niggas came in in the same draft and he's not as far as an accolades standpoint he doesn't have the accolades that measure up to the folks that he came in with in that draft right outside of the Olympics and so I think his legacy is a little bit hard to kind of decipher. Whereas to your point, Alice, like Paul Pierce, we, we saw Paul Pierce hooping in Boston and not shit happening. And then, you know, the tragedy with him getting stabbed and all of that stuff and what Boston did after that. Um, and then when KG and Ray came to town, like that was, it was like a culmination story. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we could remember that, but I think largely I mean, where is Melo on the scoring list? Like niggas, niggas know Melo for for bully ball and putting the ball in the hoop. I think he's at nine right now. He's trying to pass check. Yeah, and getting paid. Like that's gonna be Melo's legacy. I was a hooping ass nigga who was gonna put the ball in the hole. Bully ball was back wherever the fuck I was, and I was gonna get paid. I mean, y'all make uh, conv- convincing points, and you know, now that I am putting Melo's career in perspective, I mean, maybe they are a little bit closer than I'm thinking. With like, with Melo being over Paul Pierce is something that's arguable, maybe. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think even from a basketball level, on my list on the basketball level, I have Paul Pierce over Melo, just because defensively Paul Pierce was like that, and offensively he was close. You know, I think Carmelo is a better scorer. But it was close. Like it wasn't like light years, you know. So, uh, to me, I got Paul Pierce as the better player. But he's just not. He not. You went to war and harped on minor victories over arguably the greatest player of all time during his prime, the the most popular player in NBA history at this point. Bro, they're gonna like no one's gonna like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like you, who does their 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 uh 
jersey hanging ceremony against LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you do stuff and you've done stuff over the past like decade to where people just are like, bro, you didn't mean to hit that shot off a of back off a of backboard, bro. Like you didn't call game. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, and then you That's just legendary. Though. You don't. He doesn't have a super likable game. He's legendary, not super athletic, no. bro. He's just. <laughs> Foolish, bro. Fuck off. with Paul Pierce left on the uh he had to get carried off after off the court. Yeah, bro, in the wheelchair, bro. In the bro, wheelchair. It's some, you know what I'm saying? Like Bro, bro they yeah, said they bro. broke Brian. Them folks said we broke him. We broke him. I'm like, these niggas I mean, are crazy. Know, those, those series those series used to be good until LeBron, you know, turned up. Until LeBron wasn't on a terrible team. <laughs> Exactly, because the difference in them saying like they broke Braun, I think they broke they broke Braun's spirit of Cleveland giving him what he needed to go win. But I don't think that like how they said it and how they intended for it to come off that ain't that ain't it at all. Because nigga LeBron was out here, niggas forget before it was the Celtics. LeBron was putting the the bad boy two Pistons. Like, he was putting them on highlight reels, nigga. Bro, them Boston highlight reels look crazy. Bruh, I seen the highlight the other day because I, you know, sometimes it's easy to kind of forget about, like, the bad boy two Pistons, like, those two years, Chauncey Billis and Ben Wallace, Tayshaun Prince, Rasheed Wallace, them niggas was, like, doing that. Like, when you look back compared to what the NBA is now, them niggas was physical. They was fucking niggas oh, up. Hell and yeah. It was what it was. And they got damn playoff series where LeBron was like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck. It. I'm finna take bro. all of these niggas on. It is what Young Bron, that be the thing, bro. See, niggas didn't I think the we really appreciated Young Bron because he was living up to the hype. The middle years, I think that's when niggas was like really starting to take him for granted because he was living up to the hype too much and way too consistently. So you just start looking for hoes. And now we're at the point where it's like, I can't wait for this nigga to fall off and get old and not be good no more. So we can say, gotcha. And it's like, nigga, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, history is just told by the winner. So like basically whoever, whatever the person before you did, that is the measuring stick of uh, of the people that come after him and so it's like oh you didn't do this thing the way that this person did it you're nothing and then eventually you like realize that's stupid like we all get older and we think about things and it's like that can't be the only tool for measuring somebody's success or how how good or impactful they were because it's opportunity cost like would you rather have six championships and no defeats, or would you rather have led three different organizations to a championship? Oh, now I'm not going to lie to you. I, I mean, Jordan's dominant. No, what I'm saying is, is like, yeah. how you view those things is, 
how you view those things is going to be different, right? Like everybody okay. can say six is greater than three. But when you look at what it takes to take one organization to the championship, mm-hmm. like just once, and then you do it three times from scratch, I think that is going to be one of the, like, we talk about the Jordan six. I think for LeBron, that's what it's going to be. Like I took, if he can get him another one in LA, I think that's going to be like, I took Miami, Cleveland and LA, Miami and LA twice. Mm-hmm. And then Went his hella, run. I mean, hella finals. Like. Bro, and his run in like <laughs> to the final, the finals was the LeBron James Invitational for a solid right. 10 years. <laughs> like for 10 years, you did not turn your TV on and LeBron James was not playing in a finals if he was healthy. Right. And he's only not been healthy like twice. And outside of what his first year, those are the only two years that the nigga. <laughs> so it's folks, like, man. I mean, he a freak. Bro, folks really wasn't even coming to the East. They was like, nah, I'm cool. Like, I'm not doing that, bro. I'm straight on that. DeMar DeRozan to this day, like, listening to him talk about that year when he got traded, he was like, I was so hurt because this one nigga was the only reason we didn't go. Like, we was, everybody else was no problem. But this nigga, we just couldn't get past this nigga. And then he leaves. And then y'all want, it's like, damn, bro. Like, and then they get a, get a championship. <laughs> I didn't and they get, get the championship. Shot. Yeah, but yeah, man, you know, I say all of that to say that uh, LeBron James is my number one pick in the uh, Western Conference for my all-star team. Um, <laughs> to round out the rest of the front court, I am going to go with Jokic. Paul George is hurt. Draymond Green is hurt. Anthony Davis does not deserve to be a starter. Carmelo Anthony does not deserve to be a starter. I'm not putting Rudy Gobert in my starting five because I, you know, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm not a Rudy Gobert fan. Facts. Um, but shout out I'm to him. He's good. You know, he's doing his thing. Um, I I don't know why you don't just put Luca up there. Like I get he played point guard, but his big ass is a small forward too. Like just <laughs> bro, I, make this like let's make this make sense for real. Luca should be up you know, there. So if I had to make a decision uh front court wise, I'd put Carl Anthony Towns up there. You really think highly of Cat? I yep. don't actually. And like Sama, if Sama hear this, he's gonna be like this nigga Nate. <laughs> because I be I used to shit on Carl Anthony Towns, but it's just like when the nigga starts doing what you always knew they could do it's like all right i gotta call this shit out like it is what it is um but it would be between him and deandre ayton and to be honest with you like deandre ayton i would for sure give it to him it just would not necessarily be i guess the like sexy pick you know what i mean because of his style of play I think he's going to leave Phoenix this year and go and have, like, a crazy career. You know where he need to go? And then I'll finish my uh, my list. But he need to go to New York. They need to figure out a way to get him in New York. 
That'd be dope. I'm for that. I got a bunch of, like I got a bunch of New York trade options that I feel like make the most sense. But you know, ain't nobody gonna listen to. But DeAndre Ayton to New York, I think that's yeah, that would be a good move. Uh guard wise, I'm gonna go Steph and Ja. Um I mean Steph is I mean Steph is just Steph. Like you can't he can't be a viable option and you not pick him to be a starter. And Ja has just made a believer out of any and everybody who has ever doubted him um, so far this season. So I'm good there. I'm happy to see Anthony Edwards on this list, though, uh, because I definitely think that as these young players begin to make names for themselves in the league, like including them and pushing the fans to vote them in to just this Short list, it really, it really uh, shines a, a magnifying glass on what it is that they're doing. Um, out east, front court, I mean, broken record. The fans got it right already. KD, uh, Giannis, Joel. I know KD's not going to be able to play. Um, and I doubt Jimmy Butler will be able to play either. So I would probably say Jason Tatum is going to get in there um, as a starter. Jason Tatum is a peculiar player to me because this season he has shot off. But he's been putting up good, I mean, I mean, when you look at, like, total points. Like, he's been putting up good total point numbers, but it's, like, shooting, like, the types of shots, and he's just not playing a lot of winning basketball. Um, and I think if he doesn't have somebody like a Jalen Brown to kind of, like, cover up a lot of the holes that's going on down there, I don't necessarily know that Boston fans would have this nigga on this list. Just be honest. But, you know, I'm happy that a young player like him is getting this opportunity. So he's going to make it into my top three from the front court perspective. Guards, I'm going with LaMelo Ball and Darius Garland. If I'm choosing the starters, I'm putting LaMelo Ball, LaMelo Ball and, and Darius Garland. I think one, uh, what Darius Garland is doing in Cleveland, like the step that he has taken this year, um, I don't think that was a step that the Cavs for sure were expecting. But I think that's a large part as to why they're in the position that they're in. I think they they're a couple games back from like top, what top two or three seeds in the East, and like this is Cleveland we talking about, you know, and so. I think he just plays winning basketball. He makes the right decisions at the right time. He never really gets rattled. Um, he's not a defensive liability. And in the half court, he can he can basically cut you up in the half court from the point guard perspective because he's going to put the ball exactly where it needs to be. And if you give him too much room, he's going to put the ball in the hole. Um, so Darius Garland, I feel like, has deserved – a starting spot. I know based on the fan vote, that's a part of it. He he likely won't get it. Um, but I definitely make him a starter. And then uh, the mellow ball, I just think I'm so excited to see what's happening in Charlotte right now because they continue to talk about the culture that LaMelo ball has brought to Charlotte of falling in love with the process of getting better. Like, when you got a bunch of athletic young guys gelling, wanting to work, never not working, constantly in that gym with each other, building that rapport, like, that's why you can have what they have in Charlotte. Like, 
they ain't doing a whole, whole, whole lot of winning. Um, but they're going to be earshot of, you know, play-in tournament. And if they get in, I, I definitely feel like they're going to be a, a, a tough opponent for somebody. Um, and I think they're still maybe a year or two out. They got some pieces that they don't have. But I think if you building around a solid point guard, a solid young point guard in the league, I don't I don't think you you can find many better um, than LaMelo Ball. And so I, I got LaMelo uh, starting and – that's cool to me because think about it. Like, if you got Ja on one side and you got LaMelo and Darius Garland on the other end, like, Steph just going to be out there, like, sound doing his fun. damn thing. Like, just having yeah. fun because all this young talent. And that's what I'm excited to see. Like, being at the age that I'm at right now to look at the league and see who, like, quote-unquote vets are now mm-hmm. <laughs> and to see these young guys, like, take these steps or in some ways like some of them not take these steps and have different expectations like the, the league is just fun as hell to watch so I'm excited for uh, NBA All-Star I still don't think that the NBA is going to take the After Pies podcast I fucked that up dog let me let me redo <laughs> I still do not think that the NBA is going to take into account the After Five podcasts suggestion of a King of the Hill event at NBA All-Star. We will put it back out there for your consideration. If you do a King of the Hill, every nigga that we just named, you got 40 niggas. (laughs) 40 niggas total. Top 10 front court from each side. Top 10 back court from each side. And you put these niggas out there, and you do a king of the hill, and then you Brian can do what you want, but and then you can do like a, you know, I think you can make it fun, man. King of the hill is the is the one on one tournament, basically, right? Yeah, bro. Honestly, I think it should slick be people who like people like we were naming earlier on those teams. It's like they not they're maybe not the guy on that team, so it's tough to get them in the all star game. But they are a hell of a player. Like people like Terry Rozier, people like, um, or maybe you have a, a small player and a big player, or a Peruna player and a big player. But people like Terry Rozier, people like, um, who are we talking about? The big man from Phoenix, uh, Aiton, um, people like Draymond. You know what I'm saying? Like people where it's like, if you want to play in this tournament, you the winner is going to be in the All Star game. Hey, that would be now. That is that's perfect. Because that I'm gonna be let you niggas know, it's in Cleveland this year. If Evan Mowgli out there, ain't nobody scoring. Bro, <laughs> he is the truth. <laughs> there is not gonna be nobody. Ain't nobody gonna score. Like we just gonna hang it up. I think this is gonna be an all-time draft class, like one of the best draft classes. Maybe not like um, it's top-heavy as some of the ones like you know LeBron and them class or Jordan class, but like that '96 class. Of course, yeah. I'm not saying nobody's going to be Kobe, but one of those classes where it's just deep, I think it's going to be like here. Because a lot of them like are really like promising. Like Houston alone got impact. Houston got like three rookies that I think are going to have like solid NBA careers. Um, you got Suggs. You got uh, Scotty in Toronto. We already talked about Evan Mobley. Like, bro, it's a lot of them that's just like really talented kids. I didn't even say the number one overall pick. Like, this, like they really got... 
They really got a lot of talent. My voice got really high right there. <laughs> hey, man, that's that passion. Hey, man, so thank you. This is another episode of the After Five Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Continue to tune in. Follow us on all social media at After Five Pod. Once again, that's at After the Number Five IVE Pod. Continue to link in, sink in, uh, rink a dink in. Uh, <laughs> you know, just keep, just keep supporting, man. Just keep supporting. With that being said, it's your boy AC. Your boy Nate B. And your boy Tayo. Peace. Peace. Holla.